take a stand. We'll do what we can. We will change the Adiabella Rises, the podcast. My name is Jules and I am your hostess with the mostess. I am a speaker, an author, a transformation guide, but what I really am is an empowered woman who's worked her way through her own bullshit. And I am here to share my story and learnings in the hope that they will inspire and empower you to grow and reflect on your own life. I am a survivor of trauma and panic. I've been to the depths of hell and have risen to see the light of the angel world. I will challenge you to think outside the box, dive into your purpose and really check in to see if your actions align with this. This is a safe place for you to start exploring a new way of being that is in true alignment with the you that you may have buried. So let's fuck average and do the work as I truly believe that we can all make a difference in this world, but it starts with us. Hello, hello, hello to you, my dear friend and listener. I don't really know where this episode is going to go, but I'm rolling with it. And I never have any idea where any of them are going to go, quite frankly. Um, But I really wanted to be – almost treat this episode like my journal, like what's rolling around in my head, what's going on and everything like that so that you can see the process and to see that even people that have been – working on themselves for years and have all their shit apparently together, blah, 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 have all the same thoughts, feelings, reels, all of those kind of things. So um, if you've listened to any of the last couple of episodes, you'll have realized that I've been struggling on and off really bad. And yes, I absolutely have some valid reasons for it, but I also know that this has been happening longer than those valid reasons. And, um, you know, my relationship has been popping up in my head a lot and just, I'm honestly, not always, but I'm feeling really out of alignment with what I need and who I am at my core. I've really been letting um, the mind fuckery, sorry, there's probably going to be a lot of passionate words in this one, peoples. Um, I've been letting the mind fuckery get to me and It hasn't necessarily been running the show, but I haven't been as proactive is maybe the right word in doing the stuff that I usually do to feel better about the mindfuckery. Because here's the thing, there is always going to be mindfuckery, always, 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 always. Your mind, 
your ego, that is its job. It is always going to be there. Always, always, always. So what we have to get good at and what we have to allow ourselves is to lovingly have that mindfuckery and then knowing what tools, tips and tricks that will get you out of the mindfuckery. And that could be gratitude. It could be go doing something physical. It could be go hugging your children, your dogs, your cats, whatever gives you that little bit of joy to go and do. So I will be the first to admit that I've been allowing myself to sink rather than float. And that's okay. That's a beautiful thing because it's such a lesson and a reminder that no matter how long we're on this journey, journey, this journey of self-recovery, self-reclamation, going back into our power, working on our shit, not working on our shit, we're always going to have hiccups and there is always going to be something because we're human. We can't just go, I've dealt with all of my shit and now no shit is ever going to touch me again. I'm never going to have any other shit happen to my life. It's just not reasonable to think that. But what is reasonable is remembering in those moments of mindfuckery and when your world feels like it's collapsing a little bit or a lot, what have I learned, what have I done that is going to get me out of this? Soul, body, what do you need from me right now? And by asking that question, we can really start listening to what our body wants. Because here's another thing. Some of the things that we've loved, loved, loved in the past, we might not want or need right now. You know, the last embodiment practice that I did the podcast on Highly recommend that you go back and listen to it if you haven't. While, yes, I've done other practices and things in the shower, I had never done that particular practice exactly like that ever. And because I allowed myself to be open and be like, okay, I'm getting nudged to have a shower, I'll do that. Hmm, interesting, I'm getting a nudge to write all the things and do everything that I did and I just allowed myself and in that moment that was exactly what I needed to pull myself up just that little bit to not feel like the waves were crashing over my head as much so that's part of what I wanted to talk about but the other part and what's what I've really been thinking on this morning is relationships. Um, for me, I know, and people, I will never tell you that... Um, how do I say this? What your partner might be going through isn't necessarily happening 
because you have to learn a lesson or you have to do this or um, you're attracting it or it's it's for you, it's not for them. I just always feel that whatever they're going through um, can be a really helpful lesson in what you might need to see or what you might need to do. But in no way is what they're going through or how they are your responsibility, your anything, because we're all responsible for ourselves. But in saying that, I know for me that my partner is a really big mirror and reflection of me. And sometimes not even the things that I can see for myself or that I necessarily want to feel. Um, And I have a very big belief because I've seen it in my own relationship that when I start healing whatever his thing is triggering in me, it can really change the whole dynamic of our relationship for the better or for the worse if I choose to do nothing about it. And lately I've been choosing to do nothing about it. I complain about it. I kind of think about it and then I'm just like, whatever, because I've kind of gotten to that stage where I'm just at my whatever stage. And I was sitting here this morning and I realized it's been just over eight years since he kicked me out um, to go stand on my own two feet in my power to heal myself from my severe panic disorder that I had, my OCD, I had my depression and every little horrible thing that comes with all of that. And subconsciously, I obviously knew it was coming, but I didn't really, I don't step up to this time of the year and go, oh, this is around the time, you know, this is around the time. But I realized that mixed in with everything going on and, you know, my periods just started that I feel like a ticking time bomb. And I realized this morning that I can't do anything about him. I can't change how he is at the moment. I can't expect him to be anything different than what he is. And I think that's been my greatest thing at the moment is the expectations because honestly, Sometimes it's our own expectations that we put on other people that really are the things that fuck us up. Like we expect them to remember our birthday, even though you know full well that they don't look at dates, they don't know what day it is. They just get up and work every single day and that's their day, you know, um, you expect them to you know, the expectations, honestly, is just such a fucking killer of our hearts. And it's on us. Like, you know, we can have all the, you know, expectations and then the yeah, but, you know, like totally, like, I'll be honest, he forgot my birthday this year. But It was almost like I was 
not deliberately testing him, but, you know, it's, it's, it, let's just say our subconscious and our expectations can really be a physical. So my number one tip would be fuck off the expectations because they're what is going to be what upsets you the most. But anyway, getting back to my story. I have come to the conclusion that for ages and ages and ages, I haven't truly been living how I need to live to feel fucking amazing. I've been going in and out of it. And again, people, I'm not being hard on myself. I'm being very truthful here. And we're allowed to go in and out of what's truly in alignment for us and not. Because again, human. But, you know, I haven't been allowing myself full joy in what I need. I haven't been allowing myself to feel magnetic about life. I haven't allowed myself to feel like this life is an adventure and it's all exciting and fun and this is what my heart desires. I truly haven't. Again, I've been having pops, but then I fizzle straight back down and I'm wondering why I'm having so many highs and lows. And again, we're meant to have highs and lows and an emotional being it is literally my DNA to have highs and lows. But these have been different highs and lows than my emotional wave and my generator plateau where we kind of get to a point, we kind of need to rest and recalibrate and then be shown the next step on the stepping path. And I know it's because I haven't been truly true to myself every day of what are we going to do today that lights us up what are we going to do and it has been impacting my life and then when my partner comes over and he's you know negative and grumpy because you know he's also not living in his light um, obviously, you're in his joy because he is also a generator. Putting the two of us together is just like a nuclear bomb waiting to explode. And again, I'm being very honest here because I want you to see and know that you aren't alone in your fuck ups. You aren't alone in being completely a reactionary human. But it's what we do after that that makes all the difference. And it doesn't have to be straight after. It can be months like it has been for me of going, I'm reacting every time he comes over. I'm doing all of this stuff before he comes over, but I'm still reacting. He's bringing my vibe down, blah, blah, blah. Because here's the thing. Number one, no one should be able to bring your vibe down but you. And that is very hard to say and do when you're in the moment of someone being either overly happy and you pick up on that or a complete shitty mood and you pick up pick up on that it's completely okay to pick up on things and even to start acting or reacting 
in a, a crappy way. But once you kind of notice your pattern and your habits and you still choose to do nothing about it, which is what I've been doing, that's when it's time to go, okay, okay, I think I've had enough of this lesson. What am I going to do? And it may take some practice. You know, I've really been practicing just being silent and I must admit my silence is still radiating with what the fuck vibes, <laughs> which is probably most definitely still picking up. Um, but you get my drift, like small stepping stones, people, small stepping stones. And then I have to look at him and go, what is this trying to tell me? Either what is this re-showing me from back in my childhood? Like what pattern am I still um what pattern is still playing out because quite a lot of the time what is happening now has definitely happened before and then I have to look at it and go what is he reflecting here and even though I'm not as whiny and grumpy it's still showing me that that's more how I've been living my life than happy and joyful and all of those things and again of course we don't have to be happy and joyful 24 hours a day we don't have to be happy and joyful when shit is hitting the fan and things have happened that are outside of our control and we have to grieve or deal with that it's not what I'm saying at all but I know for myself that what he's projecting passionately when we're together is actually how I'm feeling deep in my heart at the moment. And while I'm showing it in different ways in, you know, not feeling good, whether I'm not telling anyone or whether I am, it's still happening. So I really want, and again, what he's going through is not my problem. What he's going through isn't happening deliberately for it to infect me and for me to do something about it. Not at all. But there is such a lesson in everything in life, everything. You know, when some shit was hitting the fan with an organization that I was a part of, this whole year I've known that this isn't right for me. And being my loyal self, I have stayed and I've stayed and I've put up with shit that affect my mental health and my well-being till something happened that I couldn't not see it and not do something about it anymore. So, you know, there's always going to be lessons. There's always going to be ways in which we can learn regardless of whether it happens to us or not. Even when I'm reading a book, there is lessons and feelings and all of that juiciness that we can get just from reading a book if we allow ourselves to see it or a little bit of us that we go, oh, <laughs> Ooh, that uh, hit a bit too close. 
so while he and all of his things have got nothing to do with me and I'm not taking well I was taking it personally but I've really sat with it this morning and realized it's not about me that's him and the way that I can support it is by supporting myself oh that's a good one the way to support him is to support myself and can't that be a lesson for everything in life absolutely everything We cannot pour from an empty cup. So many people say that. And don't get me wrong, you can keep pouring that fucker until there's only dribs and drabs and like the sludge on the bottom. But in the same way that I haven't been able to um, support him in his um, attitude... Because I haven't been supporting myself. And again, it's not my responsibility to do anything about him. Not at all. Not at all. But for me, and I do this in everything, I need to look at, okay, what is this possibly highlighting for me? What have I been doing that hasn't been supporting us? And, you know, for me, it's I'm not I'm also not feeling in a good place. And although I'm not, you know, fully negative and grumpy and snappy and whatever, I'm still in a low enough place that I'm reacting, that I'm letting myself be dragged down to his level, kicking and screaming. And that's on me. You know, that really is on me because how I choose to react, how I choose to let how he's being affect me is on me. And I don't want to be affected by it anymore. I don't want to um, – I just don't. So – For me, I'm game planning today of, Jules, what can you be doing each and every day that don't have to be the same thing, but each and every day I want you to ask yourself, what do I need today? What is going to light me up today? What little mini adventure can we go on today? And for me, all of those things are really important because That's all part of my DNA. And when I say adventure, it doesn't have to be an actual adventure. It can be, what is my heart calling out? Perhaps my adventure is trying to roller skate today because I brought roller skates that are pastel unicorn and they're hot as shit. And I can't roller skate for shit. But my inner child was aching for them and I committed to buying them for her. And now I haven't rode them for a few days. So perhaps that's my mini adventure for the day. Perhaps it's driving past the beach, going to the beach. Perhaps it's going to the shops and looking at some delicious stuff that I might feel like buying. 
perhaps that's indulging in some chocolate or a TV show or, a you know, I read every day, so that's not really an adventure. Well, it is, but, you know, for me, that's really important because that is part of my makeup is to make life an adventure and show how easy and simple and fun it can be rather than be a physical adventure of, you know, traveling overseas or whatever else, which when I first heard the word, I was like, um, yeah, I'm not adventurous or, you know, whatever, but it's not about jumping out of a plane or bungee jumping or taking a trip. It's literally an adventure of the heart. So that's really important for me and I haven't been doing it. So it's all those things of what can I do to support me? What can I do? And here's the other thing. I have been, for those that know me nearest and dearest, will know that I've really pulled back in everything this year, really pulled back. And I can't help thinking to myself like, why am I not talking about fully what's happening in my life and what's going on? And don't get me wrong, you know, our partners can be that typical, I don't want to know about your day or why do I care about that or, oh, my God, you like that? But if I keep hiding things away, one, what am I hiding from myself? And two, How am I showing up fully being me if I can't show up in all of me, regardless of what anyone thinks? Because that's the thing. For me, not talking about everything, that fear of judgment starts creeping in. That fear of I'm not going to be good enough, I'm not going to be liked if I tell them this and that and this. And that doesn't just go for my partner, that goes for everything. So I really, this last week, been really trying to step into my vulnerability on social media um, to kind of show, you know, one, it's okay to be up and down and two, like, this is me. I'm a complex human being, you know, regardless of if you have health issues or, or mental issues, we're still complex human beings, full stop. Um, And it's okay to share that complexity. It's okay to share the highs and the lows, you know, especially if you do it in such a beautiful way that makes it a lesson rather than a a tear down or a bring down and a woe is me way. If you're telling it in a story and you're showing about how, what you're doing to turn it around or, you know, all of those kind of things, it really makes it into a beautiful lesson for someone to go, oh, I'm kind of feeling that way too. Maybe I could try that. Or, oh, I'm feeling that way and someone else is. I feel seen, you know. So for me, that's really what I'm going to start doing, fully showing up, fully talking, regardless of if I think someone wants to listen or not. And that's not just talking about, oh, my God, like everything's shit, blah, blah, blah. Don't get me wrong. I have my people for that. I totally do. But it's just, and again, it's not necessarily sharing everything, 
But I've really noticed that, you know, I am hiding. I am worried about what they'll say, no matter who they is, you know. Um, so it's really just, I don't even know where I was going to go with that sentence. So that's where my head is at today. <laughs> this is a long one and I'm really sorry and I'm going to probably leave it there. But again, I just wanted you into the, the microorganism that is my brain and what I'm kind of toing and froing and thinking about and whatever else to kind of show you that one, it's okay to feel this like wet. Um, but two, also for my workings out, has it helped your workings out? Not very good English, but there you go. It's out there and it said, so I'm leaving it there. I'm going to sit in this magic for a little bit and then I'm going to get up and at my day. Um, share with me what resonated for you. What kind of triggered you? What gave you a bit of a, oh, ouch, I feel that. Because remember, when we're triggered, when we kind of feel a bit of a, oh, that was a bit uncomfortable, it's poking something in you that wants to be seen. Whether it's the same thing as me or not, whether it's something completely different but it's still triggering you something, Whenever we're triggered, it's for us to see it. It means it's ripe for the picking. It means that it's ready to be seen, heard, felt, and not dissolved, but be there in a less dramatic fashion, perhaps is a good way of putting it. So here if you need me, you know how to reach out. Um, everything is fine as well, people. I'm just, again, I'm letting my um, warts and all show so that I can try and take you along for the journey so that something may assist you, guide you, trigger you, whatever the fuck it needs to do. Um, have a fabulous day or night whenever you are listening to this. Until next time. Mwah. Keep walking your spiritual path.